I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Gentlemen, it is the AEW Dynamite After Buzz After Show. We are coming to you live from all across California. We got a show for you. We've got all sorts of shenanigans and flim flams happening tonight. But before we get started with all that, allow me to introduce the amazing cast I get to work with tonight. First up, he is the international super scout and the law doctor himself. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Roger Corral. <laughs> we talked about my name before we went on air, so I got a little nervous. I'm not sure if we're going to get the last name right, but we're good. We got this. Almost called you Goodell. Oh. And also <laughs> with us tonight is the indie darling herself, whether it's PWG or bar wrestling, she's there. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Anissa Bar. Yeah, I don't think I'll be attending bar wrestling or PWG for a while, but hey, I'm here. I'm excited. Bar someday. wrestling is alive in our hearts. Someday, someday. And speaking of alive in our hearts, we also have a producer in the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for producer <laughs> Ryan Nilsson. I was going to say King of the Bing Bang Boom. I threw myself off. I wasn't used to <laughs> saying someone other than Josh. Ryan, I'm sorry. He, he's, he's saying, he's yeah, he's, 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 he's super, he's super pumped to be here. <laughs> also super pumped to be here. I am your benevolent host, Fancy Jack Farmer. We got a show for you guys tonight. Um, but before we talk about AEW, uh, something that everyone's been talking about all day, it's some sad news, some unfortunate news. Uh, the WWE has released a large list of cuts to the roster and talent and people who work for the company. And obviously our thoughts go out to them. Never fun and never exciting to hear that you are losing your job. But between us, I have a feeling they're all going to get called back as soon as this is over anyways. But I thought it'd be fun as the AEW panel to sort of have a little fantasy draft, a little fantasy talk about who we're excited about, where Second Life could come in. Maybe some people we'd love to see here on Dynamite. Come on over. Uh, Roger, let's start with you. Five minutes you, on the board. You've been very quiet about who you would like to see in AEW. If you could pick any of these people and bring them over to Dynamite, who would you like to see and what would you like to see them do once they're here Ooh. in Dynamite? So I've debated this internally. Obviously, there's a lot of talent that got let yeah. go today. And like you said, they're, they're amazing talent. So I have no doubt that they'll bounce back and they'll find a home. Um, but I actually want to give a shout out to all the producers that got let go that, you know, a lot mm. of the people that we grew up with watching guys like Billy Kidman and Lance Storm, Fit Bentley, mm. uh, Shane Helms. Um, these are all guys that, you know, they're legends in their own right. And these are guys that help put over young talent and help guide the next generation. So I'm hoping all of those guys find a home in a place like AEW. Because, I mean, I'm sure even guys like Arn Anderson and Dean Malenko are having such a great influence already. So I would love to see more of that. Yeah, Fit Finley, my mom's favorite wrestler of all time. And Lance <laughs> Storm, not just my favorite wrestler of all time, but the greatest wrestler of all time. Oh. He's not just 
the world's best wrestler. He's Calgary's best wrestler. And that's saying something. <laughs> my, my mom is a William Regal fan herself. Oh, really? We've got a, uh, what, what, what was the name of their group when they were together? Didn't they team up for a bit? I'll have to uh, call my mom. I don't <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think every single one of them would be great. They're all such great minds. That's why WWE hired them in the first place. Like I said, I have a feeling they'll be back once they get back on the road. But Anissa, how about you? Who are some of your fantasy picks? Well, um, I do want to mention, I was scrolling through Twitter and I found out that they released a woman's writer uh, that wrote for SmackDown. She w- wrote pretty much Titus, uh, Titus, Otis and Mandy's storyline. So for me, I was pretty shocked that they would let a writer go, especially with an impact of that storyline of, of Mandy and Otis. But for me, um, also, I would like to see uh, Drake Maverick, also known as, well, formerly known as Rockstar Spud, uh, go to AEW for him to wrestle Marco Stunt. I mean, come on. I mean, they're both kind of small, no offense. But I mean, I think it would be fun to see them too, you know, have a fun storyline or something. But also would like to see Deanna Peruzzo go in and maybe team with Burt Baker. I feel like Deanna Peruzzo will really fit with AEW and as well as team up with Burt Baker. I feel like they both have the similar styles of personalities and wrestling. So I would like to see that them too. Yeah, a lot to unpack there. I didn't realize the writer for the Otis and Mandy storyline got let go. That was probably the most talked about storyline. That was a pure storyline. I mean, uh, uh, building up to WrestleMania. Obviously, a lot of people are talking about Randy Orton and Edge, but there was uh, that was more like an in-the-ring kind of thing. But as far as pure storyline goes, Otis and Mandy was the talk of the town, so that's really cool. Uh, it captured I my love. Heart. I love that you mentioned, yeah, and uh, Deanna as well. I agree. I think having someone like that to add to that women's division, uh, Deanna is awesome. I'm surprised that they uh, let her go as well. Um, and then Rockstar Spud, he's, I was a fan of his uh, at Impact. Mm-hmm. I liked him as Drake Maverick. Uh, the Battle of the Super Heavyweights, Marco Stunt uh, and Rockstar Spud could be an absolute blast. I think that Rockstar Spud could be a good authority figure character for AEW if they were to ever use one because he's so fun he's, he's a good he's good on the mic he's cool I, I like him um I think a guy like that is really invaluable to any company like he hypes yeah. up any crowd mm-hmm. and like his video today was very heartbreaking you know yeah it was heartbreaking uh so uh I think the first person that comes to a lot of people's minds is someone like EC3 that I think would love I'd love to see here because He's got the look. He's good on the mic. He was used very well in Impact. And we never really got to see him uh, in WWE, I think, the way that he wanted to be presented. Because um, I think he's a star. I think he'd be great. But you know who the sleeper pick is, that I think, that a lot of people aren't talking about that I would love to see in AEW? Zach Ryder. And I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's take all the stuff we've seen in the ring and put it aside. Let's take his Intercontinental Championships. Put it aside. Let's put his tag team championships. Put it aside. Zach Ryder was one of the first, if not the first, wrestler to really use the internet and making his own videos and making his own creative and really stand out that way. And I look at guys like Matt Hardy. I look at the Young Bucks. I look at Cody and all these other people who are now using that same medium that that Zach Ryder in a lot of ways pioneered. And I think that would allow him to just unleash creativity that we haven't seen in a long time. And I think he could be absolutely powerful. Uh, we've got uh, 
and I think we've got um, you can hear the Ryan coming through here. Sorry, guys, we're having some uh, uh, technical difficulties. The Lord right. finally listened. The Lord listened. So, anyways, all that to say, I think uh, I think Zach Ryder could be huge for them, especially since they're really embracing that creating your own content and doing your own stuff. Uh, I think he'd be great there, and I think he'd be a, a really huge and valuable member to the AEW roster. Again, I think all these guys are going to find find their way. I think all of them are going to have uh, probably be called back, to be totally honest, once they get back on the road. But it's fun. It's fun to think about who we'd like to see. If you're watching the show, if you're listening, go ahead and leave us a comment or, uh, yeah, comment, I guess, or in the chat. Let us know who you <laughs> would like to see. Um, the chat's always can a little just, interesting. To, to can I just mention here. Real quick, Cody yeah. said today, he actually gave a really nice message to Zack Ryder, if you want to go check out his Instagram. And it was to the effect of, you know, anyone on his big WrestleMania moment. So I, I think Zack Ryder has a bright future ahead still. So. Yeah, I think they all do. I think they all do. You look at like, uh, you know, there's big names, so it's hard to say, but like you got the, the, the Good Brothers, you got uh, Rusev, you've got um, Sarah Logan, you got a lot of people who are incredibly talented. They're all going to land on there. Leo Rush, by the way, as well, who I was really surprised to see because uh, he's been doing so good in that cruiserweight division. So much talent out there, you guys. It's We're so spoiled. So much talent in wrestling these days, you know? Um, why can't we go back to days where no one was talented? I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> 1983. 1983. <laughs> can't we go back to when everyone was just big? And that was yeah. it. That was Earthquake and... <laughs> Um, you know, uh, and, and, um, you know, smooth transition here, uh, to, uh, the live read, which is what we call the part where we want to say, thank you everyone for being a part of the show, watching us, listening to us. Um, it means the world to us that you're taking your time out of your day to be a part of this. And, uh, if you could do us a huge favor and hit the like button, leave a comment, go to iTunes and leave a review as well. We recently uh, had a few bad reviews, so we could use your help to bury those reviews. Uh, we got one good five-star review up just recently, but unfortunately I can't look at it right this second based on the technical situation we are in. But just know you are incredibly appreciated for doing that. I hope uh, that inspires some of you guys to go leave a five-star review on iTunes as well. <laughs> I'm going to believe um, you, Jack. I'm going to believe you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, that was our like idea, like a commercial, a little fun little video, a little plug. But we had another fun little plug, a little fun little video, and it was called The Bubbly Bunch. Uh, Anissa, walk us through this, this little uh, intermission here of The Bubbly Bunch. I don't even know how to walk you through. There are so many things going on. I mean, you got Jericho pouring orange juice, spilling it. <laughs> okay. What a hater. And then you have Jack Hager's kids. They make their debut in pro wrestling. They made their debut. You know? They made their debut. And then Sammy Guevara. I mean, I'm kind of on Sammy Guevara's side. I mean, you know, him saying that people are saying that he's not a Latino. He is. Hello. He's a Spanish guy. I'm going to back him up on that. And then, you know, I, I just thought this was just so interesting. I feel like it was a mockery of being the elite. But in a great way. Yeah. By the way, I love the missed orange juice. I feel like all of us, as he was grabbing the orange juice, was like, dude, you got to look to pour the orange juice. I was terrified the whole time. Like, he's going to spill the orange juice. He's not going to spill it. 
but it was so funny it. the it way great. they edit it the orange juice is not even there when it goes back when they go back to him <laughs> and which you know they did absolutely on purpose uh i love I loved Ortiz being like in his kids' room or something with all like the stuffed animals next to him. <laughs> stuffed animals. <laughs> it was great too because they also pushed storyline forward. They were talking trash about uh, about Matt Hardy, which, by the way, speaking of the Spanish guy, he was like, "Uno, dos, tres, cinco, 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 cinco." <laughs> uh, I thought this was fun. It gave them a little personality. I think we're going to see a lot more of this kind of stuff going forward with that uh, wrestlers creating their own stuff because it can't yeah. be there in person. Uh, Roger, did you, was this fun or was this kind of like, uh, they're filling time? What was your thoughts? What was your takeaways? I think this is really fun. I, I, it, it makes it more lovable too. Like, like we mentioned last time when Jake Hager came out with his wife or girlfriend, I forgot what we decided on, but now we're seeing his <laughs> kids. Like, <laughs> like at some point we're going to meet Grandma Hager. Like we just, we keep- Grandma! <laughs> Yes, I want to be <laughs> Oh, this is comedy. More of their personality, and it, it's fun. And I, I like this relationship between Jericho and Sammy Guevara. It kind of feels for anyone that's ever seen The Office. It feels a little bit like Michael Scott and Ryan, where like the the, the guy in charge of leading this young guy kind of has a little crush on him, <laughs> and so you, you yeah. kind of get a sense of that, and it's cute. I, I think they're they're all really lovable, and, and it shows. I, I agree. I think the dynamic is great. It was interesting when I saw them, when they showed the, the, the Bubbly Bunch little graphic, uh, it always surprised me that there's not, I feel like there's supposed to be more members of the inner circle. It feels like it's a bigger group than just the five of them. Uh, I, I see where you're going. But with I, guess, I guess it's just uh, personality there. I think they need one more guy, though. <laughs> I think they need me to be there. I don't know what I would add. I don't know what value added there would be. But guys, right here. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, I think I want to say Jack Farmer has a lot of personality, and you get a lot of props for carrying the show yesterday. I think he would be a great member of the inner circle. Oh, keep going. Keep Welcome going. to the club. <laughs> I appreciate that. Roger. I'm calling a Sammy Guevara right now. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. We all got to work together, you guys. AEW, hire all of us, Ryan included, in the booth. Um, uh, so we had something they, 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 we had a main event tonight. But before we get to the main event, I want to talk about the build we had. Because they spent multiple segments building up to this main event last week. This week, they did the same thing. They had uh, all sorts of people who aren't even a part of AEW weighing in. A lot of Bellator people, Mike Goldberg, uh, uh, big John McCarthy. We had Taz building up different like chokeholds and things, really making this feel like a big fight. How did you guys, before we get into the actual match, how did you guys feel they handled the build to this main event? I thought it was interesting. Um, a lot of MMA people, um, I don't, I mean, I watch MMA here and there, but I'm not as big of an MMA person as I am as a wrestling fan. So I felt like they were shoving a lot of MMA on us, which is fine. But for me, I wasn't really into that. I you know I'm watching wrestling. I'm not watching an MMA uh, match. And I'm sorry for the people who don't like what I just said, but I'm watching wrestling and that's what I'm looking forward to. But also it shows another light on something that Jake Hager has done in the past and what John Moxley as is currently doing in training. So either way, even if I don't like it, I thought it really added something into the promo. 
Yeah, how about you, Roger? How'd you like this bringing in other people to, to sort of weigh in? I like the build. I, and Tony Khan promoted the hell out of this uh, all over. Oh, the for sure. Yeah, like they, they really tried. And I think we have to remember, you know, that they're trying to hype up whatever talent they're able to, you know, show up. Um, and so they, they, they tried their best. I actually like the build. Um, I've gone through similar feelings as Anissa, where I don't want the MMA part to kind of diminish the wrestling part. So I, I, I get that part. Um, but, you know, that's kind of the build that they've done for Jake Hager. And so yeah. I think in the end, I think we came to a great finish because we really were able to highlight how great of a wrestler John Moxley is after everyone promoted the hell out of Jake Hager's accomplishments in MMA. So I like the build and, and I thought it was a great effort. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how perception creates reality, I think, and that I think if this was just a match they had tonight and they didn't build it, we'd be like, eh, whatever. John Moxley's going to win. He's not going to lose it like, on his first defense on a dynamite against Jake Hager. And but fans. because they built it, it felt important. It felt like a big deal. And I think that, again, just perception and reality, and I, that's what really promoting is all about. And that's what wrestling is all about, is promotion and making these moments feel big. That said, we got to the match. And it was a no-holds-barred, empty arena match. Um, I want to ask your opinion first, Denise. How did you feel about your boy, John Moxley, and this How did you feel this match went? I thought this match, surprisingly, I was impressed. Um, I didn't get blood, but that's okay. You know, but... <laughs> might be I a while, Anissa. It was, yeah, I know. I feel that this match was more so to show what Jake Hager can do with as an MMA fighter if you haven't seen him in MMA and as well to see what John Moxie can do training these MMA you know as in training I don't like just training like an MMA fighter I guess um but overall I I really was impressed with this match I enjoyed it props to both of them because <laughs> That that made me sweat too, like <laughs> freaking not, not in a weird way, but it was just it, it just was. It, I was, it was sweating in a, a weird way. Of, oh my god, <laughs> just just a lot of things were happening, and it was it was just a good match in my opinion, good match. But um, I do wish there was a little bit of blood. Yeah, Roger, did, were were your feelings the same? Yeah, I think there were uh, you know the. The crowd seemed to be 50-50 online. It was a long match. I mean, yeah. I, they, things got sweaty, man. Like, I was yeah. exhausted by the end of it. But, and I was a little bit worried going in because Moxley was wearing those really long shorts. And, you know, the, <laughs> I feel like those yeah. are kind of iffy. They kind of feel like a little bit laid back. I was like, is this guy ready? Um, but, you know, for his first title defense and for Jake Hager's first opportunity at a title, I think they blew it out of the ballpark. And I was highly entertained. And I, I think they did a good job. Can I confess something? I wasn't a big fan of it. I, oh, I, I usually, no. I usually, How are you gonna I don't, do that? I don't, I don't usually say negative things. I just, I felt like it, I felt like it went a little long and I felt like they built up that it was no holds barred in an empty arena and they didn't, it didn't feel like they really took advantage of it. It felt like it could have been a regular match uh, as far as the rules went outside of a, a few little things. I don't feel like they really embraced the, the empty uh, arena side of things. Mm -hmm. uh, I also think that they could have had, um, I, I think it would have been better with two announcers or two commentators. It felt like it was tougher yeah. with just, 
just JR on Do you there. think it was because there, there was a lot of more MMA style in this match than just a regular match? I think yeah, that's that's a very good observation. I think, yeah, because, again, I think it's because of the build. I was built up to a, a no-holds-barred match in an empty arena, which, I mean, they're all technically quote-unquote empty, but this was supposed to be. They built it like it was going to be like they were going to be wrestling all over the place. I was expecting halftime heat. I was expecting like uh, Edge Orton at WrestleMania kind of going all over the arena and, and tearing things apart, uh, yeah. which, hey, maybe that's just my fault. Maybe I came into it expecting something different, but because it was mostly just like holds and things, it also felt like it it didn't go to John Moxley's um, strengths. I, I actually agree with you, Anissa. I know usually I'm not the hardcore guy, but I felt like that's, that's kind of what I was, I was expecting. That's kind of what I was in for. Uh, so to see something where it's mostly holds, it, it felt a little bit of like, eh, this isn't, isn't what I thought I was getting. And so I, I usually, yeah. Small, small pet peeve. You can't allow rope breaks in a no holds barred match. Like, can I just throw that out there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt, I did say, I will say though, John Moxie had one of the best lines of the night when he, and he was in the ankle lock and he was like, break the ankle. You know, he, he <laughs> I bleeped it, but you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, see, that's kind of cool. I like, just break it. Just break it. Who there was cares? a lot of cursing tonight on AEW that they had to blur out. Yeah, yeah pretty AEW's leaned into the language since the <laughs> crowd's been gone, haven't they? They've just yeah. been like, F it. Let's do it's it. It's like they woke up in 1999 and said, let's go. <laughs> well, half of them yeah. were, all of them, most of them were alive in 1999. Right. So, uh, well, that's my annual once a year. I didn't like the match uh, commentary. I usually like everything else, but that's my one uh, I get. Um, <laughs> something I did like, though, uh, and that was the rise of Lance Archer. I feel like they're knocking this out of the park. I want to break this up. There was three different parts uh, to, to to Lance Archer tonight. There was first up. The Jake the Snake promo, which has become sort of the regular start to to AEW Dynamite. Does he ever get a bad promo? I feel like every time I, I'm feeling like he's more sinister, more dangerous, more scary. Um, he should again, start I, doing I, voice acting for like gamer gaming. He really should. If you he know, did like a narrator or something. Yeah, he'd be great. Mm-hmm. I just finished Red Dead Redemption 2. I know I'm behind the times, but he would be a great cowboy yeah. kind of like. Like, yeah, you know how cowboys talk. <laughs> but I like how he's like, listen. Boots. Yeah, he's like, listen to me or regret it. It's your choice. <laughs> I was like, I'll listen. I'm sorry. God. Uh, um, so that was uh, that was really cool. Um, I love that they're still finding ways to have him on the show, even though he clearly can't be at the arena because um, he's valuable. I mean, even if things with Lance Archer didn't work out. If he was just like the narrator, like I would love to have him just start each show and be like Ooh. on tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. I bet like, oh, this is going to be good. Um, but then I like it. That's, <laughs> I'll, I'll, if, I, if I was the comment, if I was the intro guy, it wouldn't be as good. I'd be like, hey guys, tonight <laughs> on AEW Dynamite, we got. Um, so uh, we also got a Colt Cabana promo, which was cool because he like boom, reiterated. Boom, like, boom, boom. boom. Uh, I like it because he was like, yeah, hey, I've been all over the world too. I've been in China and Japan and all over the world. I can't, Austria, I can't remember all the places <laughs> I said. But uh, I felt like it was a good way to show that he is 
he's super lovable. He's one of the most lovable characters I think you could ever imagine uh, in pro wrestling, but it also showed that he is a legit wrestler. Uh, I have a question though for you guys, and um, I'll pass it to Anissa this time. <laughs> Anissa, <laughs> um, uh, Cole is funny. He, he, he acts fun in the ring. He can wrestle, but he acts fun. But does him beating people kind of bury him when he acts so silly? No. No. I think that's just who he always been. You know, that's the type of person he is. I mean, you could put him in any type of situation when it comes to wrestling. You could put him in a silly type of match and he'll go with it. You could do a serious match and he'll go with it. You know, him and CM Punk had an amazing rivalry. And if you go and look back on it, he was serious throughout through all those matches. There was no fun and games with those with that rival. But to where he is now, I mean, hey, I, I love seeing Colt Cabana. And, you know, good for Colt Cabana for um, being able to have this opportunity to be a part of this match. Yeah. Um, how about you, Roger? If, if, if Colt Cabana pinned John Moxley with a Superman <laughs> pin, would that be believable? Ah, he's so iffy to me. I think he's one of the most lovable guys, but I feel yeah. like he was meant to be something else. I, <laughs> I feel like, like he, he has this skill set as a wrestler, but yet his destiny is something else. I feel like he should be a promoter or like an announcer. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if it would be believable. And I love Boom Boom, but I, I <laughs> there's something. And now that I think of it, I don't know if there's ever been a funny guy that actually like rose to the highest ranks and actually was really believable. I might be wrong. That was, that was pure funny. I mean, like, The Rock could be funny, but he, I wouldn't call him a comedy guy. No, that's true. Is what the you're Rock, saying. Rock, I, I'm assuming what you're saying. The Rock was mean, and we just thought it was funny. Yeah, he was kind of mean, wasn't was he? Cool. But, but he's The Rock, so he's cool. <laughs> like, I'm not... <laughs> uh, he's so right. I, I thought this, this was, I think... We'll look back on the real first match of Lance Archer because uh, the matches he had before were, were pretty straightforward, pretty obvious. Uh, how do you feel that he he looked here against uh, Boom Boom? And he said, "Did you like the what I'm calling the first match of Lance Archer?" Um, I'm just not a really big fan of Lance Archer. I he reminds me of just one really? of those um, big big tough guys that they want him to be a, a star. If you get what what I mean, um, but I feel that he'll go into the finals. Is he in the finals? I don't know. He'll go into the finals, and then we'll see what happens there. But I mean, my I'm more curious is what does the TNT title even look like? It's fire. Well, that'll be a fun reveal to see what it looks like. <laughs> it comes with dynamite. It's, it's actual dynamite <laughs> attached to it. Uh, I'm shocked you don't like Lance Archer in these. I feel like he is built to be someone you like. He's got the cool kind of indie cred, the Japanese cred. He looks cool and menacing. He seems like someone you like. It's hard for me to wrap my head around you not liking him. She, she hates oh, him so much. She just I think we may have lost her. her. <laughs> <laughs> She's, um, well, no, but I actually yeah. feel he reminds me of Brody Lee, and I kind of get Anissa's point. I feel like usually if you're a big guy and you come in, I feel like there's this expectation, and I think that's part of the reason why a lot of fans, you know, backlash against people like Roman Reigns, um, mm -hmm. because there's like this big guy, and you know that they're going to get pushed to the moon. But I feel like yeah. Lance Archer is so agile and so like athletic that I can't like I I'm in awe every time I see him, and so I think there's something special 
feel about him. And I hope, you know, they, they, I know we're doing empty arenas, but I hope he's able to showcase that even in these weird times. I always think to when the undertaker debuted and uh, Roddy Piper said famously, look at the size of that ham hock. (laughs) There's just certain guys come out and they're big, but they don't have that feeling. But when he comes out, I always think to myself, look at the size of that ham hock. He just looks like a big, scary dude. I like him. He won. Move forward so far, Roger. I know you'll appreciate this. My bracket is perfect. As always, exactly, exactly (laughs) as I've predicted so far. Guys, if you don't want to ruin this whole tournament, don't check out my picks because my picks are always right. They're exactly right. It's almost like I have a peek behind the curtain. I don't, but it's almost like it's it's mystical and magical how I know this stuff. It's great. Yeah, you're um, speed dial. <laughs> um, you know, someone who would be good to have on speed dial is Britt Baker. Man, this heel turn, this this villainous side of her that started off feeling a little awkward has become the most just effortless thing for her, hasn't it? Yeah, I feel like it's so funny because even hearing Tony Schiavone not wanting to admit that she's a terrible person, he's like, you know, but I, I like her. <laughs> I feel like yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of, it shows a little bit of what we're thinking. We're like, you know what? This is kind of what we wanted to see from her all along. She's great. Yes, yeah, she, um, one of the questions I got was last week when she had her match with uh, Hikaru Shida, she got busted open. Someone asked, um, was that a star-making moment for Britt Baker? Do you think Britt Baker has now made it to that star status? We always knew she was going to be, but was that the moment? I feel like that was a moment. <laughs> you know they're selling that T-shirt now on Pro Wrestling. Yeah. It's like that, that is a moment. And it's funny. I was actually thinking about her today. I forgot what I was doing. And that image came to my head. I think certain images stick to your head with certain wrestlers. And, I mean, before then, I didn't have a certain image or a match that I remembered from her. So, yeah, I yeah. think this has done wonders for her. And she's she's kind of taking over the women's division, which is what everyone expected from the very beginning. And I think she found her she found her groove. Yeah, we all expected it, but I don't think we expected it this way. I'll be honest. When I answered last week, I was kind of like, I don't know. She's been building for a while. I don't know if this was necessarily the moment. But now as I look back on it, I've, I've rethought it. And I, I do think last week. Because you're right, that image, I think, and it's it's her that did it. It's not just because she's got a bloody nose. It was the way she used it that really made her great. And I want to give a shout out to Sandra Golden, who, by the way, fire entrance music by Mikey Ruckus. Shout out to him. Uh, I interviewed the guy. He's a really cool yeah. fella. Check it out on AfterBuzz TV. Um, great. I, I love that we're getting a lot of new people getting an opportunity to shine, especially in the women's division. Because, again, AW got some flack for their women's division, but it's looking pretty good. They've had some good people coming in, right? I agree. I forgot who the woman was that we were raving about two weeks ago. Um, Anna J. Anna J. She actually got signed. And so it's pretty great, actually. I feel like a lot of these women, you're right. And, you know, I'm not sure if it's the circumstances as well with them trying to find talent or trying to make these shows work. But, yeah, some of the talent that we're seeing show up is great. And, you know, the more the merrier. I love it. And speaking of more than merrier, we had Sammy Guevara taking on uh, Suge D, Pineapple Pete. I mean, he's going to have to just embrace the name Pineapple Pete, I think, because that is how, what I kept wanting to call him. Uh, I thought old Pineapple Pete looked cool. I want to see more of Pineapple Pete. Anissa, you're back. I'm not going to give you any building. Tell us about <laughs> Pineapple Pete. 
I don't even know who he was, but I'm here. Glad that I'm back. I don't even know what the heck just happened. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Sammy Guevara had a match, uh, should be, uh, but of course we affectionately call him Pineapple Pete. Uh, how did you feel about him? I felt like he would be a good, um, I felt like he would be a good uh, partner for like a Joey Janela type. I could see that. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like uh, from what I saw with him and his, you know, little fun thing, I feel he reminds me of like a, like just a fun character you want to party with, um, but sober. Um, but I think I thought he did really well. I like Chris Jericho's commentary on him. I thought that was pretty yeah. funny. But I overall, this match. That's a point. No matter what, we're going to call him Pineapple Pete and Jericho would <laughs> yeah. call him anything else. Yeah, yeah, Roger, does he have to change his name to Pineapple Pete? Do you, I think do you feel, yeah, just yeah. I think so. I think he's got to. I think it's it's done. Unless he's gonna completely change the way he looks. Um because he's pineapple Pete in my mind. Uh Sammy Guevara wins, um, calls out Darby or doesn't call out Darby Allen, say he's gonna win the tournament, and then we get a Darby Allen signing. Darby Allen's fast. Was it just me? You know, see he's like run <laughs> through that ring super quickly. I was like, geez, get out of there, Sammy. Um <laughs> I'm 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 excited to see their their match. Uh, not next week. I believe it's in two weeks. Um, that's going to be a fun one. Um, I really quickly want to touch on a few other things uh, before we run out of time. Uh, Kip Sabian, Chuck Taylor. Uh, Kip Sabian got engaged to Penelope Ford. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah. Are you are you happy for them? Sure. <laughs> Anissa, I like pushing your buttons on this one. <laughs> sure. Good, good, good for them. You know, you could find love anywhere in pro wrestling. Uh, I thought Chuck Taylor looked good. He's a good wrestler. I mean, obviously, but, you know, when tag teams, sometimes you don't get to notice how good an individual is on their own. And uh, I thought he was really great. I love Kip Sabian. I am very bullish on the kid. I think he's going to be very good uh, and have a good career. But a few things happened at the end. The big, this is the big story. First off, they had a way better match than I expected. They went for a while. Uh, this was my favorite Kip Sabian match. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I agree. And I want to first touch on and, and I'll let whoever uh, Roger, I'll let you take it. First off, Penelope Ford got involved. Or is this again teasing possibly some more intergender match stuff? Uh, and two, Jimmy Havoc got involved. Is that teasing a possible tag team in the future? Yeah, did I Roger, miss take it? Where, away? The did, where the hell did Jimmy Havoc come from? Like, <laughs> like that was unexpected. Was the audience. Yeah, I, I, I know he was in the audience. He decided yeah. to take part in the show. But I like I like a little bit of Jimmy Havoc chaos. And if anything, that, that gave us some of the bit uh, of chaos that we wanted out of the main event. So that, yeah. that was fun. That was cool. Unexpected. I like the Penelope Ford intergender type of ideas. I think they, honestly, this is my favorite Kip Sabian match. I think they make mm -hmm. for a great team. And I actually think the more we use her and his matches, the more he'll rise up. Because I feel like they have such good chemistry when they actually really, really pair up in the ring. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I thought when Havoc came out, I thought it was just to build up to a, a Orange Cassidy Havoc match, which they're having. But what was interesting is how they walked out together holding hand, their hands up together. That was what that was like, oh, they're not just like, it's not just a kerfuffle. There's like a, a teaming here. Um Again, right? you can Would find you, love anywhere in pro wrestling yeah. for Anissa. <laughs> um, you know, we had another kerfuffle as well. It's uh, Spears versus Law. Uh, Spears quietly coming back a little bit. He won on Dark last night. He won tonight against one of the new folks. 
Um, but he pointed at Billy Gunn. It looks like they might be building to a tag team rivalry between the, the Gunn Club and Spears and Mystery Partner. Fun, rapid fire, quick prediction. Who's Sean Spears' tag team partner going to be? Justin Law. That would be so disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Justin Law. You did a good job. Today. His name should be Justice Law. There's so much potential. Justice. <laughs> uh, how about you, Anissa? Who would you pair up with Sean Spears if you were put on the spot like you are right now? I have no idea. She's going with Justin up. Law as well. You guys, the answer's me, Jack Farmer. I'm going to be Sean Spears' partner. It's going to happen. If he's in the inner circle, if he's in the corner, <laughs> Sean Spears' partner, pick somebody. You got to pick one. Got a lot of irons and a lot of fires. It's called you diversification. That would, be, that would be quite the twist. Like, at this point, I would not be surprised. <laughs> um so uh, we are running low on time, which means it's the end of the show, which means it's time for Elite of the Week. Yeah, that's right, folks. This is Elite of the Week, where we count down the five best stars of the week. And we're starting with number five. And at number five, it's all the new folks. That's right. Suge D. We got Cassandra Gold, Justin Law, Danny J, Annie J, everyone who's been a part of AEW, getting their opportunities, taking the moment to get themselves over. I'm loving it. You're all doing great. Kudos to all of you. At number four, we got Lance Archer. Whether you like it or not, Anissa, he's number four, punching people in the crowd, throwing people around, moving on to the tournament, keeping my bracket perfect. You're number four. Number three is Sammy G. That's right. He is lifting weights. He's beating people up. He's calling people out. Sammy Guevara, by the way, silently and subtly getting a win record that is looking pretty, pretty good as well. Number two is Britt Baker. Her character is so good. She's becoming must-watch TV as a part of AEW Dynamite. One of the best spots week after week after week. She's amazing. If you haven't checked out her stuff, do so now. But number one you always got to give it to the reigning, defending champion of the world when they hold back an undefeated challenger. That's what John Moxley did when he beat Jake Hager tonight. So he's number one. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your Elite of the Week. You've been on a roll with these Elite of the Weeks. I, I, yeah. You're on point with all of them. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's the show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> bring it, bring it, bring it home an exclamation point, huh? <laughs> bring it home, yeah, Jack. <laughs> so, uh, so that is everything. We're going to go ahead and let everyone know where you can find us. Roger, let's start with you. You can find me on Twitter, Roger underscore Corral. And, and Anissa. At Anissa Bart, social media. Um, please follow me because I'm going to start my own store with some clothes. Oh, Ooh, very cool. And Ryan in the booth, where can we find you? Oh, of course. You can find me at Ryan Nilsson on Twitter, at Ryan Nilsson underscore on Instagram, and Star Wars News every Thursday, 4 p.m. on the Popcorn Talk Network. See you then. May the force be with you. Does that include the prequels? Yes. <laughs> yes, everyone's favorites. And you can find me at jackcfarmer.com as well as at realjackfarmer across all social media. You can also check me out on the AEW social media scam every Monday, as well as the WWE Raw After Show every Monday. 
at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on AfterBuzz Television. You can also check me out on Wrestling With Your Questions. Flo, Bo, Boyce, and I, we chat about wrestling. We chat about other things. It's a YouTube show. It's a podcast. We talk about anything. Hit me up if you want your question about whatever you want answered. We're doing it tomorrow, every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That is it for all of us. And until next time, do your best and be yourself. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.